All right, so we are live. live. What's up, Abby? How are you feeling? Hey, it's Wednesday. Hello, everyone. I'm doing good. How are you? Amazing. That's just good. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, literally just got off the plane, right, and had to go stop by in a random hotel in their lobby to get some Wi-Fi <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can get the show going. So now I don't know. Okay, yeah. So how about you? How's your week been? I've been doing good. As you guys can see, both of us are not at our destined place, right? Wait, who, where are you at? I'm I'm literally getting ready to drive to Atlanta, drive baby girl at Spelman. Come so on. No, no, so is, this, is this her freshman year? Um, sophomore. Sophomore year. Does she enjoy it or what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't talk her out of it because I've tried. Come on. Yeah, I, I wish I could go back to my college days. Those, those were We had some good times in college. That's oh, yeah. We had some good times. We did. We did. Well, we got so, some exciting, we got an exciting show coming up tonight, guys. Um, so I'm excited about it. Um, so I'm Christopher Bush, your financial advisor. I'm Abby Joseph, your tax strategist, and welcome to another episode of Redline. Victor, bring us in. That's Hunter. You said thought of the guys would see me natural, right? Uh, to come and watch your hair, you know, because you always have it done up. Always have it done up. Hey, sometimes you just gotta let it be. You gotta let it be. Good stuff. <laughs> now I don't know if they can see our guests. Do they can they see your guests or they probably can't. Can y'all see Kylie? I don't think we can. Yes, they can see Kylie. They can oh, see okay. Kylie. So I guess yeah, we didn't introduce them, but I thought we were gonna bring them on, but I didn't realize that you were actually on the screen, right? <laughs> so we got we got a special guest tonight. Um, for a couple reasons. Um, number one, this is pretty much one of the you know, my longtime friend. Um, I guess, man, Kylie has been shoots. When did we meet? We probably met in 2000, at least 2009, right? 2008, 2009, about 15 years. Yep. Uh, so we've been been real close, but you know, I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story and how we're going to incorporate it tonight. Um, so he, you know, he it is he'll tell you a little bit about his background here in a second, but you know, runs a fintech uh, fintech company um, uh, called Spend Debt that we'll talk about tonight. Um, but we got a lot of other surprises because I think his story of what he's been able to do, because, you know, here on our show, we talk a lot about, you know, how to start a business, what options that you have, um, how does that integrate with your financial situation? And tonight, I just want to be able to bring him on and to share his story. And we'll kind of, you know, I don't know where the night's going to take us, but uh, we'll see. We'll make it happen. Yes. Yes. So, Kylie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Got to find that mute button. Got to find that mute button. <laughs> Uh, fun fact, did y'all know that was the like the number one phrase in the pandemic? Uh, you know, you're on mute. That was the number oh, yeah. one phrase. <laughs> <in> the- <laughs> For yeah, real. I didn't think about that. You're on mute. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, man, I, I, I am elated to be here. Thank you, Abby. Always good to be on with President Bush, Hot Boy Bush. I don't know. He's a financial advisor, so let me just keep it. You know, <laughs> you know. Wait, how boy Bush? Wait, that's a whole nother thing. Look, Abby, that's a whole nother look. look. He, he's, he's, see, this is when you know you can't bring friends on the show, you know, because they tell right, too much about your business, right? It's after seven, it's after seven. But but anyway, uh, man, thank you for guys for having me. Uh, again, I'm Kylie Summers, the founder of Spin Dad. And look, uh, uh, as, as Bush mentioned, uh, man, it's, it's been a long time coming, but I met Bush. I got to say this because I met Bush at a time where uh, I was in over my head with, with consumer that both my my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, they actually met first. And uh, th- it was an important time in my life when I met him because he was just getting started as a financial advisor. We were struggling financially. Um, but I'm going to bag up the story because I, I, it's got to align. Um, I'm originally from St. Louis, born and raised. I come from a single parent home. Uh, I watched my mom, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul to make ends meet. Look, she ran her leg of the marathon to pass the baton to me. 
and um, I got the baton and I became uh, a first generation college graduate. Now, you know, it is a celebratory moment when you become the first, um, but it's also, it comes with a, uh, a price tag, right? Because you got to do everything for the first time. So yeah, it is a celebration, but it is also work on the other side. And a part of um, becoming the first, um, you got to go buy that first car, you got to go buy the house, the front, like all of that stuff. Um, look, a year after we graduated from college, uh, my wife and I found ourselves in over 140 plus thousand dollars of consumer debt. Uh, and at that moment, we began to think about how we both were, were brought up and how we came from single parent homes. We knew if we didn't do nothing about it, we didn't do anything about it, we were going to relive our parents' generation. And that just wasn't in, in the cards, right? I, I, they, our folks worked too hard to get us in that, in, in that position. And so we couldn't let them down and we couldn't let ourselves down uh, as well. And so at that moment, you know, we had a lifeline in Christopher Bush. And I will always love him uh, for this. Um, he taught me everything financially financial education. He taught me financial education. He taught me, you know, really how to think about not only how to get out of debt, but he taught me how to create wealth. But the first step was overcoming that first obstacle was really just getting control of the finances. And so he was a part of earlier part of that strategy. Um, and he didn't pay me to say, he didn't pay me to say none of this tonight. I promise he did. I was going to ask um, but, I was gonna ask but he, no, this and this is this, this 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 real talk. This is uh, like you know I can bring my wife home to validate confirm. Um, this is but what he did is like two thousand nine. Like I mean, so yeah. a lot of people think I've just like just now been doing all this stuff in our, but this has been since two thousand nine. I think two thousand eight. Yep, yeah, very early on. So uh, anyway, he helped us align on a strategy called the snowball method. Um, if you're familiar with that uh, or not familiar with, I'm gonna tell you what it what, what it is. It's basically aligning all of your, your debts from the smallest one to the largest one, paying the minimums on the second one down to the last one. And every bit extra you have in your purse, your wallet, in between a couch, in the bank account, you put on that first consumer debt. And what you want to do is you want to help create the snowball effect. And so when you pay that first debt off, it's not, hey, go buy the new shirt. It's to parlay that into that second debt. Right. And you want to create that bigger snowball, uh, the bigger amount of that payment to get to that second and third or fourth until you become debt free. That is the strategy he showed us about. He taught us. He walked us through and we executed on it. Um, it took us seven and a half years. No fault of Christmas at all. But that was just our story. Uh, we wasn't perfect with it by no stress of the imagination. But he got us in position. Not only did he help us become debt free. But he also helped us by life insurance. Um, and we got life insurance for ourselves. I got life insurance for my mom. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had a kiddo uh, in, in 15, got life insurance for the baby. Um, but that's not it. He helped us now begin to invest. And so this was all a part of the financial strategy. Um, and why am I saying this? Because I come from first generation, didn't know anything about this. My mom didn't know nothing about it. She was robbing Peter to pay Paul. I didn't have nobody that I can look up to. My peer was cutting his teeth in the industry and I, I was struggling in it, right? And so he helped me put that strategy together, helped help me execute it, and now position us to create wealth for our family. And so through the story of just becoming debt-free, um, we realized it was other family and friends struggling with consumer debt, but we wanted to help them. And so God planted this idea in my head to help people spend money and pay off debt at the same time. Sounds like an oxymoron. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you it works. In case in point, most banks have what they call a spend and save platform, meaning you can buy something for $1.50. It's going to round up to $2 and take the 50 cents and put it into a savings account, right? Um, but most people just take the money out of the savings and put it back in the check and they do the same thing over and over again, right? So really don't create the impact that it was designed to create. Another company that you guys may be familiar with allows you to spend and invest. Uh, same concept, round up, take the 50 cents and put it into an investment account. Um, and you can pull that money out whenever you you know, you know see fit. But at the time, we wanted to create a, a third category and, and help people spend and pay off that. But we didn't want to use roundups. 
we wanted to create an opportunity for people to define what that micropayment is every time they swipe their debit card, every time they had a banking transaction. We wanted them to define it. And so the consumer has control of that. And you know what it is every time you, you swipe the debit card. You know what it is when you press it, you know, purchase on Amazon. It's a dollar coming out. You can do the mental uh, accounting. And so that's what we did. We, we launched a company called Spend Debt. Uh, and it's designed to assist people to pay off debt, leveraging small micro payments every time you swipe your debit card or have a banking transaction. Uh, and uh, that is, and I'm gonna stop here because you know I, I can keep going on, but I know we have to have a conversation. But this is what we created on the heels of us gaining control of our finances. I, I, I gotta say one more thing: if I never became in control of the finances, or if I never became debt free. I would have never had the opportunity to unlock this entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial journey. So I'm not sure who this is for. I'm not sure who was out there. Uh, I'm not sure where you are in your finances or your financial journey. But find out where you are. You know, draw a line in the sand today and go get the financial advisor. Whether it's Chris or somebody else, go talk to somebody. Line that thing up and begin to focus in on it because it may not even be for you. It could be for your kids. It could be for your parents. It could be for, you know, uh, somebody else. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for them. If you don't do it for them, do it for yourself. Let's yeah. Talk. yeah, come on. That I mean, uh, amazing intro on that um, story. And I, I guess I'm kind of, I don't want to be biased, but because I know you, I, I want to give Abby a chance to, you know, kind of kind of talk real quick to see if she has any comments before I go in. Um, just because, you know, I, I know where this story is and what I can bring out. So, Abby, you have anything to I, I'm, I mean, I'm astonished. I love um, the idea of spend debt. So when I think, um, when I think, especially with um, our young college students, or even when I graduated, right, um, with over $120,000 worth of student loans, what, how would that work with, our, um, let's just say, let's just use my daughter for an example, Kylie. Um, let's say she finished school and we're looking at that's $150,000, $200,000 worth of student loans. How would spend um, debt helps her um, with, the con- with the concept of getting rid of your debt, right, while you invest? So uh, great great question, um, and I appreciate it. I, I think let's, let's level set for a second, Abby. Yeah. Um, most people um, have a large number of debt. You had 120, I had 140, what, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you begin to break that debt down, it's not just one debt. Typically, the largest is going to be that student loan. It's going to be that mortgage. It's going to be that car. But typically, it's a aggregate of all of those debts, right? And there's mm-hmm. different levels to them. You may have something for 500, 2,000, 5,000, 15, and 50,000, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, our concept uh, works well um, as a standalone or mm-hmm. in conjunction with what you are already paying with your minimum payments, right? So remember about the snowball I talked about, yeah. how you, you, you gotta go find all that little extra money? Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, you ain't gotta find it. We're gonna use it because it's already in that bank account. So you're gonna add that extra dollar every time you go to Starbucks, right? And, and mm-hmm. let me take a right here to really explain how it works. Okay. So a user comes to our platform, they create a profile, which we call the know your customer information, your name, phone number, email address, right? Uh, the second step is you link the bank account that you want to pay from, such as your uh, Chase check-ins account. Yeah. The third step is you tell us the debt account you want to pay. Hey, I want to pay them student loans, man. I really want to get rid of them because, as they say, Uncle Joe ain't coming through for us. We're going to have to pay him uh, here soon, right? Mm-hmm. Or let me say it right. President Joe Biden uh, you know, look like it's not going to confirm that he's going to, you know, write off our student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last step is you define that micropayment. That's what you want to add to every transaction that you have. Call it one dollar for today's example. And mm-hmm. that's it. It's a set it and forget it platform. So now when 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 Eric, he goes to Starbucks to buy that sophisticated latte every day before he get into the office, he spent $5 on that, that latte, but automatically $1 added to that transaction. $5 will go to Starbucks, $1 will go to, towards Eric's student loan debt. And over the course of a month, we aggregate all of those transactions into a one-time payment on behalf of Eric automatically to pay down that student loan debt, right? And that is how we work that thing down. 
right? It ain't, we didn't get into debt overnight and we ain't gonna get out of overnight. But what I can promise you though, if you're taking that step, one step at a time, you will get further and farther down that road of paying it off if you never took no step at all. So you got to take the step. Small payments, you ain't going to feel it. It's an affordable way to work down that debt. So yeah. long long story, long wind to, to get to the answer, but hopefully you understand it a little bit more. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I love it. So now I know you use the idea of um, Starbucks. Would it... Um, would we be able to use it in any expense? Like, so let's just say for today, I went to Publix, I went to Starbucks, I went to Target. Um, oh Lord, I went to Costco. Yep. So all that expense, right? So if I had, um, if I had scheduled it to where, okay, take five dollars out of all expense, then in that thirty days, that five dollar adds up. Mm, say so that. I guess for, I guess when you think about it too, a lot of like when I do consultations with clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if a client doesn't have like a high amount of income, um, or even though they do have a high income, right? I think the biggest thing is like sometimes they don't like a big lump sum of a bill to come out. Like, hey, look, I want to contribute a hundred dollars a month on the fifteenth extra towards a particular payment. But we understand that we'll always swipe the card, you know, fifty to hundred times a month, right? If you go look at your transactions in your bank, you know, start to pay attention. How many times do I swipe? Right. So when you swipe that many times, if you start to add a dollar, even two dollars, three dollars, hey, you can say, hey, look, I want to add five dollars to every single swipe. So by the end of the month, you can be at you contributing three hundred dollars a month, but you necessarily would not have realized it because it all comes out in smaller payments. And I guess to me, um, that's what I like about it. And again, you know, Kyle, we haven't talked about it, but not just, you know, Abby from a spend debt perspective or paying down debt, but, you know, in a situation for me. Right. So I've used this product. Right. I love it. I'm a client. But so now I'm in a position where, okay, well, I normally invest. So now the platform is really can be switched to where now instead of it having to pay off a student loan or a debt, right, that that same micro payments can be funded any type of investment account, right, versus another company. Oh, I guess we don't have to say names, but it only can invest in investment accounts that they have. But see, now with his platform, you can invest in any type of right? Any type of app. It can be Fidelity. It can be E-Trade. It can be TD. It's whatever platform that you want to send money to, his platform can do it. And I guess that's what I'm so excited about in the, in the trajectory where he's going. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just percent really cool. Yeah. yeah. So take, take me to this place where, okay, that um, if I really think about it, right, um, $5 a day, $300 a month, that's $3,600 a year that is going towards that debt. Now I'm done paying that debt. Let's use that f- same $500 a day, $300, you know, a month, $3,600 a year. I'm investing that, that's right? right? Is right. that what I'm that, that, That's exactly what you, so it, we, we call it at the macro level and how we think about the business. We're moving people from debt elimination to wealth creation. It, look, like it, the, average, the average person swipes a debit card 70 times a month, right? Mm-hmm. That's how many transactions we're having, 70 times a month, right? So Bush was on point, 50 to 100. Um, the, the, other, the other statistic I want to you know, lay on, on folks, you know, see I'm Black, I'm African-American, look like mm-hmm. y'all are too, right? So I think the, the latest buying power statistic was $1.7 billion, uh, billion dollars that we you have that? as a as a, as a community, right? 1.7. It, think about this. And, and I'm not, you know, putting everybody in a bucket, but I just want to use a stat. If we allocated that towards becoming more financially stable, i.e. Mm-hmm. becoming debt free, what about now then that snowball swing to creating wealth, Be- buying assets, yes. right? Then as a community, now it looks different. It feels different, right? And so that is at a macro level, you know, my contributions or our contribution as a company to the world for our community is to, to change that. And it, it, it just takes small microphones. We ain't trying to break, yeah. break the thing, right? We got to work with what we have, but this is why this platform is so important because we can educate. We have a tax strategist, we have a financial advisor, and we have some crazy guy from St. Louis with an app that now can share a tool that can yeah. do this and, and it happens in the background, right? And it works with people, not against people. So anyway, there we is. I mean, I love it. Um, I know you guys have questions too. So um, please, 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 please ask Kylie as, um, as we continue. Cause I know, I, I know, listen, I'm these people that I have, that I've been budgeting this whole year, budget, 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 budget. Um, that is an amazing way to start off, right? The, the first place of budgeting is getting rid of debt. 
Um, and I think spend spend debt is is an amazing way of getting rid of all these debts. So then we can be in position to invest because people think it's so it's wonderful. Yes, I can trade or yes, I can invest. But what is it that you need in order to do these things? It's called capital. So we need to start building capital right in order for us to invest. Um, yeah, it's, this. yeah, it's a lot. I mean, and again, like one, one thing I, I love it, it's not a cap. I don't, is there a cap on how much you can put towards per transaction, Kali? We, we cap it at $25, but that okay. is, yeah. So, so, yeah. so that means every time you swipe, you add $25 on every card, on every swipe. So, yeah, so I, I think, uh, you know, um, I think one, um, we did an illustration on one client just doing, like I said, $10, $10 per transaction, right? Um, you know, it, and you can, it's just amazing on what that can do. If you say, okay, well, I have a lot, I have enough money. I'm not really in debt, but still, if you use the concept, I think it works. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kali, I want to switch gears real quick because I really want people to kind of hear your story when it comes to building your company. Okay. Um, I, you know, for you, you know, building a company, you were a mechanical, I'm sorry, electrical engineer, right? You were electrical engineer, quit your job in 2018, 15. 2015 quit your job right um but what i want you to talk about real quick is people that have a company or understanding how to build a business one of the ways that i'm really uh, excited about your story is that you've been able to really fund your company on how you built your technology you built your lifestyle being able to stay home be able to uh, be with your family be with the kids have a life i want you to talk about that but you've been able to do that um, by winning uh, you know a series of pitch competitions i think you you know probably won close to a quarter million dollars guys of, of, of uh, from pitch competitions that he's one right you know and that, and that typically that's not money that you got to put up right that's just money from you pre- presenting your product out there and you 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 said you, you about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that you've made from pitch competition since you've been in business that has helped you can you kind of talk us and walk us through that story and um a little bit i think that's that's awesome man ah oh, man i i appreciate it and uh when every time i think about it you know it it is a man i, I am proud of where we are i'm proud of what we have accomplished um but but i will say and it's no secret if, if you understand kind of the wealth in this world and the investments of venture capitals uh to you know people of color uh it is abysmal it is abysmal uh and i'm gonna give the stat and then i'm gonna jump into answering quish bush question February 2020 to February 2021, uh, there was 11,790 companies that were invested in. Uh, and, and let me give you the dollar amount that was invested into those 11,790 companies. It was $288 billion with a B. Uh, how many of them were Black? Uh, and this is not a Black and white issue, but I just want to paint the picture to set up what Bush just talked about. Only 1.3% of them receive that $288 billion. 1.3%. And so understand that um, when you go pitch an investor or uh, an angel, whatever, uh, you know, family office, their capital, it's rarely coming to people that look like us. So what, what, what did that mean for me? And at the time, I didn't even know this. But I just know it wasn't a lot of people that I can go talk to about what I was building because it, 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 at the time it, it wasn't happening. I'm, I mean, I live in Houston. It, we didn't have an ecosystem. Our ecosystem has come a long way. But um, a part of our, my journey was like I had to get in pitch competitions. And the very first pitch competition I, w- I was in, it was the Miller Lite Tap to Future Business Plan Competition. Uh, and it was sponsored by Miller Coors here in Houston. It was a national pitch competition. Uh, and the the... Um, uh, semi-final round was $20,000. The the final round, if you won the whole thing, the national competition, it was $200,000. Uh, that was my first time ever pitching. We was downtown Houston on a big stage. Uh, it was six different uh, locations that, that had this across the country. Houston was one of them. I made top five. I didn't win this competition, but I'm going to set it up to to, 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 to to let you know why I'm mentioning this. I didn't win, but I got a chance to meet Damon John and a host of other, everybody else. It was it was amazing. I didn't know my pitch as well as I, I do now. It was a learning experience. So, again, I don't know who I'm talking to. You got this idea on paper or you may have been in business for 10 years and you just ain't got that value proposition down to 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two minutes, five minutes, 10, whatever it is. You got to you got to orchestrate your, your pitch because 
that pitch competition set the tone for me to move on into others. The next pitch competition I, I was in was a local pitch competition to Houston. It was for $10,000. Because I had the experience, because I worked on that value proposition, because I, I worked on uh, you know trying to sell uh, the audience on what I was building and trying to get their buy-in, I was prepared. And we got $10,000. The next thing you know, we was pitching for another eight thousand. Then the next thing you know, we were pitching for twenty five, and, and it just it just snowballed. I've pitched in Houston, Silicon Valley, uh, D.C., Minneapolis, St. Louis. I didn't pitch New York, every, everywhere. If Atlanta, if we had a pitch competition, we probably put our name in a hat. Um, and this is important when you're in business. It's this thing that we all love to say, "Man, I know such and such," or "He knows such and such." That is a good thing, right? You you want to know people, but I think the one of the most the, the better thing to understand here is you want people to know you, right? It's good for you to know people, but it's better for people to know you. No, yeah. Here's why: because I was able to win or be in these pitch competitions. I know everybody's not going to win, right? But it set up so many different things. Just by me getting on stage, it set up so many different things. It got me into some rooms that I probably would have never got in. You know, I'm, I'm meeting I'm backstage with Damian John. That was the first pitch competition I ever had. Uh, and I later applied to be on Shark Tank. And that's a whole nother deal. Um, it got me, you know, to meet and have uh, this, a CFO uh, of a BBVA bank. It's PNC Bank at the time. He became our advisor of our business because we put our name in a hat. Um, I can go on and on. Um, my point here is if you have a business, you got to be able to get in front of people. You got to be able to sell their value proposition. Um, and you, you got to be able to tell people what you do in less than, you know, elevator ride up. Um, and, and it's important because one, you got to know your business, but two, you need capital, right? But you may need a, you need tech. You, you may need a, a, a talent mm-hmm. or you may need advisor, right? You need these things. But if you can't articulate that message, you can't, you know, you can't get on stage and, and demonstrate what you're building. How can people join you? How can people be a part of what your movement is or what you're building? Uh, you know, you have to be able to communicate. And to, to the question, Bush, um, pitch competitions is the way we have built our company today. I'm not saying this, that's the best thing, but that was that's our story. That's what we've been able to do. Um, and just by showing up at these competitions, it, it, it allowed for it and for us other opportunities. Now, how did you how did you learn and how did you get yourself into those rooms? Um, was there someone that introduced you into pitch competition or was that something that, you know, you did your homework, you did your YouTube university or Google university? Um, and how was your experience on your first yeah. pitch? Like, how was the experience like? Cause like, cause Kylie too, cause even today, like uh, even today, you always send me, I get your emails on different grants that are coming up. Money's going to, that's, that's on the table. Like I think you're one of the best people that I know that's always are in the loop of to where there's all, you're always sending me things of where somebody can go get money. Where can somebody go apply? Like at least I get at least what five or five, five a week minimum of places where you find to go get money. And I think, again, that's where people got to understand, Hey, look, it shouldn't be an issue. You just got to go get it. So talk to us about that. Yeah, look, um, it, it started out just just like, hey, I'm researching pitch competitions in Houston or pitch competitions, national pitch competitions. Um, or then I started to think about brands that I wanted to partner and work with. They sponsor different pitch competitions. I want to do something with Masco. I want to do something with Visa. I want to do something with Northwest Mutual Capital One. They sponsor these things. So when you're at home, in the bed, you, you know what I'm saying, trying to go to sleep, you know, you're on Facebook scrolling, you're on Instagram scrolling, TikTok. What, stop that. Start to, research, <laughs> start to research pitch competitions. And, yeah. and literally, that's what I that's what I was doing. And that's how we got into the first one. And so once you get into one, you're like, OK, I want to do more. I want to do more. But then you start to get on these distribution lists for these different entities and these institutions. And instead of you doing the outreach, they become they now they sending them to you. Or people saying, hey, Kylie, I saw you on stage in, in Houston. I think this would be a good pitch competition for you. And it's in L.A. And so, and it just kind of snowballed like that. And so to what Bush just mentioned, because I get so many and I can't be in all of them. I, I'm just my company is not just fit for all of them and I'm not going to win all of them. And <laughs> I'm spreading the wealth. I want other people to take part in. It. And I've seen I can tell you about 10 companies in Houston 
uh, good friends of mine. Man, we swept Houston. We've been been on national pitch competition stages, i.e. Afrotech. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we was on Afrotech stage in 2019, I think it was, that we was on Afrotech stage. Uh, and I'm not saying this it, it, braggadocious. By no means, please don't take it as that. What I'm saying is um, we just took the liberty and the time to look up these free, free money pitch competitions to help build our business because we didn't have no other choice. Nobody was writing us those checks from that $288 billion. We had to go get it. And that is a part of that founder's DNA that Bush mentioned and trying to keep the lights on, right? It ain't, it ain't being cushed. Don't, don't get it twisted. We still grinding uh, for real. Uh, and so I just want to make sure that I level set that respectfully for all of you out there that it's not going to be easy. Every business is not meant for a pitch competition. Um, but I'm going I'm to say this, Bush. So, yeah, we did the whole pitch competitions, free money, and we was able to win. But there's other things that you could consider, too, uh, and they're called uh, incubators or accelerators. And talk to us. Th- these may not be free in terms of grants. They mm-hmm. may require a little bit of equity, okay. right? So you may have to give two and a half percent, five percent, seven percent of your business in exchange for fifty, a hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That is a, that's in a form of what they call a convertible note. Just understand, it's an invest. They own your they own part of your business. But those are minute when you think about what you're trying to build. A lot of people say, man, I ain't getting the equity way. Would you rather own 100% of a grape or 3% of a watermelon? Mm. You, you, you figure that out. You know, I can't tell you what, what you want to own, but you got to have the mindset. If you're trying to grow, your hands got to be open and out in order for you to receive some of the things that are out there for you. Networks get you in front of some of those people, those decision makers. Or you just being a you know a dog, as Deion Sanders say, you just being a dog and you you just putting your name in a hat. Oprah Winfrey said this, and I'll shut up. She said, if you're good, people will find you. They sure will. Amen. That is so true. Absolutely. Now, I still, what was your experience on your first one? How did you feel? <laughs> Look, I did all that. I didn't answer your question. Oh, my bad, Abby. Thank you for me, bringing it back. Um I, I just I I okay so I'm I'm so excited about pitching my first you know my first startup I I like what was the experience like were you nervous um how was the how did the audience receive it uh, yes so let me just get straight to the answer I was nervous as hell I was nervous as hell um and look my wife but God bless her preparing, Bush know my wife, right? <laughs> preparing for this pitch competition, I told my wife, oh, babe, I, I'm good. I know the business. I got, I, I know what I, I want. I know what I want to say, right? Not what I'm going to say. I know what I want to say. It's a difference. That's a huge difference. And so she's, as I'm, as I'm practicing, I'm in the mirror, boom, boom, boom. She was like, why don't you write it down? <laughs> and I was like, ding, the light bulb went off. <laughs> I said, write it down? Uh, okay, what does that look like? Man, I got these three by five uh, flash card index cards, and I started to write out my pitch. Thank God for my wife. Thank God that I follow her advice. When I got on that stage, you talk about being nervous. It was like, poof, the lights were on. Like, you don't see nothing. Your throat dry up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got that, that, that hard swallow. And it's like, you got five minutes to deliver this thing. When you going to start? Um, so, um, the practice using those flashcards, having it written down, it made it muscle memory. Now I was a little bit slower delivering it, but I was hitting my points. So yes, I was nervous, but because I had it written down and I had rehearsed it and I'm saying the same thing over and over and over again, it made it quite easier to kind of settle in and present it to the audience, especially being my first time. Uh, and and now and I wasn't up there, you know, you know, all crazy looking. Um, and I go back and look at it from time to time. But thank you for the question because uh, it, it it brings back so many memories. Um, but yeah, that that was my experience uh, in my first pitch competition. Man, that's now, what's up. Is it hard to find investors? <sighs> yes and no. Um, it, it, the investor world is it's 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 out there, right? I mean, there's a lot of 
up and coming, what they call emerging investors, uh, emerging investors coming up, you know, right now. Um, and that's, those are newer investors that directly invest into high risk startup companies like, you know, maybe all of us on, online. Um, but, but there are some established firms, Andreessen Horowitz, uh, Blackstone, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of them that, that are out there that, that have been made. All of, everybody in Silicon Valley, all them investors, they, they're, you know, they invest in the Facebook, the Instagrams, the internet when it first started. So they're recycling money. And so uh, there's a lot of investors out there, but you know, depending on your appetite, your industry, your vertical, your stage, there's so many different ways you can dice it up. You have to you have to understand your your market and your industry to find the right investor for you. Um, VCs, they they it's hard to get them in this day and age to invest in an idea uh, on a napkin, particularly for people that look like us. It just say it will happen. You Absolutely. have to be a second, a third, or fourth time founder in order to get that privilege. Um, and so uh, typically you got to go through what they call angel networks, meaning high network individuals mm-hmm. that have that disposable income that make over 200,000 a year, 300,000 as a couple or half a million dollars in assets in order mm-hmm. for them to write you a check because the, the, the government want to make sure that you don't put somebody obviously in the hole if that company bellies up. Right. Um, and then the other, another way is uh, go, I want it's the it's not GoFundMe. It's uh, Indiegogo. You may have heard of that. You know, crowdfunding platforms. Mm-hmm. These platforms allow you to to, to um, ask money from people um, that make invest twenty dollars or twenty five, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars into your your project, into your startup. So the 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 uh, buffet of investors has definitely developed over time. President Obama, when he was in office, he created that kind of the, the, the red F, I believe, or yeah. uh, to, that allow, to allow some of that um, to happen. So the red, red D offering? Red D, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, available for everyone to, to do. Now, it's not easy. It's expensive because you got to market to folks, right? So if you're trying to raise $50,000 from, you know, a thousand people, like you, you got to go find those people because you may have to touch 10,000 people before you get a thousand people to invest. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So just, it, it's just mindset to think about, you know, and it costs money to market uh, for those um, um, crowdfunding platforms. I did invite a couple of startups, individuals to the show tonight. Um, what advice would you have for them that are working on their first um, startup um, that are, you know, that are, the motivation, you know, is not quite there yet um, or struggling. What advice would you have for them, Kylie? Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, so, look, let's get to it. Business is about a transaction. Somebody paying for something that you are created, right? Yeah. That you have, right? Is that product or is that service? That's business. As simple as that, right? So if, you, if you're stuck or if you're just beginning, I would say... Sell, build, market. Meaning, go get your customer first. Sell your idea, sell your product before it's even finished. Yeah. If you want to sell black shirts, go sell it on, on online right now. Right? Go see if you can get 100 people to buy your black shirt before you even make it. Don't make that shirt and then sell it. It's too late. It's too late. Mm. Sell it. Build it and then and then market. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's that's one piece of advice that I would tell you. Uh, the other piece of advice I would I would say, and this is me talking to my younger self as a part of that group that you mentioned, right? Because come on, yeah, I, I I didn't have I didn't have no, you know, I didn't have this. Um, but I would also think about unit economics. Mm. You gotta know your numbers. Yeah. If the shirt costs $10 to make, you can't sell it for 15. Yeah. You can't. Your, your, your margin is too low. Because if you think about wholesaling, you got to pay for that. What about return? Like it's like you got to, in, in, in selling products, you got to at least sell that thing for double. Yeah. If it's going to cost you 10 to make, you got to at least, at least sell it for 20. Yeah. And, yeah. Least. and I think that's still the journey of entrepreneurship too, right? Um, As a business. I mean, so every, every I don't think, as much as much as you want to kind of cut out all the noise, you want to be able to cut out all the failures. But at the same time, those learning experience in the beginning is what you need that's really going to build your company. 
Right. Um, and, and, and again, it, it, it goes hand in hand. Of course, you don't want to have to always be, you know, learning on your own. That's where mentorship, coaching, um, yeah. things that what we're doing here on YouTube now um, is important. But, you know, nothing, nothing is going to take away you getting down deep and you just starting. Right. And not trying to get everything perfect. Like you said, like we got to go make it happen. But then once you do, knowing your numbers is so critical for you staying in business. Right. Right. So, so you can build a business. And um, yeah, I think that that part is huge. If I, if, I, if I can say this real quick, it was a candle company. Candle company, y'all. Look, they just selling candles. Yeah. But they weren't even selling candles yet. They put up this web page, a click-through website. Everybody know what a click-through website is. Mm -hmm. so, hey, I can, you know, it, it's a website. If you got five candles on it, I can click on the red candle, click on, click on mm -hmm. a blue candle. I can put it in my cart and I can hit purchase. Well, they had this click through website and uh, they was allowing people to click through and put things in a cart. But when people went to go pay, they said out of stock. And this website started to pick up traffic. They was getting hits after hits, but they were sold out. It was sold out. This company never sold one candle and sold the business. They never sold a candle and sold the business. So my point of around what we do first is we 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 build it and then we market it then we sell it too late too late yeah. too late i got it i got you absolutely good stuff <laughs> um let me see now ron she said um he said talk about mvp mm. i didn't know, I didn't know what they meant by that oh minimum viable product mm -hmm. right it is the 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 essential thing that you need just just uh, uh ugly it's the ugly baby that nobody nobody gonna call it ugly but you know it's <laughs> ugly right but it's but it works right you know what i'm saying it may not have all it's, I, I told a friend it's the bike versus the bentley right we always want to build the bentley out the gate but we ain't got the resources don't have the experience we just don't have it all right yeah, you gotta so build that you know what I'm saying? Right. It's OK if you fall off that bike. It's OK if, you know, uh, the, 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 the wheel blow out, but it's the bike and you you get in traction, you movement. So MVPs are so important because it, it's proof points to the market that uh, uh, that you have a product that is needed. And if people buy that thing, if people have interest in that thing, well, guess what you can do? You can go from that bike, maybe to an electric scooter. You know what I'm saying? Now you can move and you can start to incorporate new features, new aspects to 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 build it out to where you want to go. MVPs are important. They're important for a lot of things because you can get customers with MVP. It's hard. Let me ask you this. If somebody said, hey, I want to sell you this house, but it was on, on a piece of paper. Oh, this is the house. You know what I'm saying? It's all colorful. It's beautiful. You're like, well, you know, do you have a model of it? Can I touch it? How big is it? Can I put my couch in there with my kid? And when they let's say when they build that thing, it it's you know five hundred square feet. But I thought I was gonna mm -mm, because you didn't touch it and feel it and see it, it it created a different experience. But when you walk in that same house that you saw on paper, you're like, oh yeah, this it right here. It brings a different level of experience to the customer, mm. to the audience, to that market that you're trying to develop. So MVPs, although they may be humble beginnings, they may it may be ugly to you. Be proud of that thing. Sell that you that 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 unique value proposition, just like it, it was a Bentley, although it's a bike. Because Absolutely. the more ways that you show that you're passionate about it, that you care about it, you love what you're doing, you're going to get everything and more from the audience and the people uh, that you're in front of. Yeah, that story is so important. Right. I mean, that's one thing you learn, you know, for me as an advisor, that story selling um, is probably one of the, the, the biggest things that you can learn um, in business. Right. And, um, you know, again, everybody that has a business, one, you know, you can't get away from selling. Right. You, you, you anybody, a lot of people can make a product. Everybody can make a build a company. Um, or build 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 a product that has an idea, but you got to be able to say, hey, look, I got to put feet on the ground. I got to go sell it. I got to go offer it. I got to go tell my story every single day as much as I can to as many people to now we can have that compound effect or I guess no cliche, that snowball effect like we we're talking about earlier, right? <laughs> uh, paying off debt to make to get that to the next level. So, man, this is awesome, Kylie. I, 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 um, I thank you for all that. Oh, no worries. Hey, look, I, I, it's a couple of things I want people to think about because 
oftentimes when we build a business, we always think we got to have a fresh new idea. Ain't nobody thought about. Yeah. Damon John got a saying, ain't nothing new under the sun, right? Somebody else may have said it too, but I often hear him say that. It's nothing new under the sun. That is a thousand percent true. Think about the longest street or the most busiest street uh, in your neighborhood or in your community. Everybody got it? Right? For us in Houston, it's Westheimer. Westheimer is probably one of the longest streets in Houston. If you drive down that street for 10 minutes, you'll probably pass through five hamburger joints, 15 <laughs> pizza places, you know what I'm saying? 20 gas stations. What am I saying? It is okay to create another oh, product that's in the marketplace. Yeah. It's yeah. enough room in this economy for everybody for to survive for everybody. Yeah. And, and it's not, and even if, if even if I had a startup spend that right um, as an owner, right, as a dis- distributor, we're not the same people. And people buy from who they like, right? So um, um, Christopher may be providing the same service I provide, but um, everyone loves Chris. So everyone buy from Chris. So um, I, I agree with that a thousand percent. People will say, oh, too many people doing that. But too many people is not you. Yeah. Right. Maybe it was not you. Those people are not you. So absolutely, if if you guys have an an idea that you that's been in your mind to start doing, or even the, the business you currently doing, this is a, an amazing opportunity. When people tell me there's no money, there's a lot of money out there. You, it's just not going to come to you. You got to go look for those um for for those money. It's not going to come knock on your door and just sit right in your desk. <laughs> you got to get those scholarships. You got to you got to apply for those. You got to actually go out there and get it. Nice. This was so good. Thank you so much, Kylie. Come on. Listen, look. I know some of us going to be listen. How do we link up with you? Y'all can find me on all social medias uh at Kylie Summers. I'm really active on LinkedIn and Facebook. Kylie Summers uh on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, you can follow Spendat on, on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you on Instagram, you can find us at ITS underscore Spendat. Again, ITS underscore Spendat. Um, and we would love for you to follow us. We would love you even more if you became a customer. The first 30, 30 days are free. Test the product out. See if it works for you. See if it fits your lifestyle. Uh, and if you have any questions, any opportunities, man, reach out to me. I would love to, you know, say have a conversation with you. Figure out how to, to help. Uh, oh, that's it's ITS uh, underscore SPE. SPE. Okay. Um, this is your, here's your, it's Kylie Summers at for LinkedIn and Facebook, right? Yes, I sir. Guess. Yep. And then you can. Uh, put but, but yeah, we want to, we want to, you know, we want to support, support anybody and everybody who's wanting to get their financial house in order. Um, I'm going to tell you this, and I didn't, I didn't say this part of it, um, but this it could be for somebody out there. Look, I lost my dad to a massive stroke. In 2014, he had a stroke July 14, 2014. He died 30 days later, August 14, 2014. Because I became or was becoming debt free, I told you it unlocked uh, me uh, the opportunity to become an entrepreneur. But not only did it do that, it allowed for me to become financially or excuse me, physically healthy. Uh, Bush know this. I've I'm not a bodybuilder by no stretch of the imagination, but because I lost my dad, I always want to do something to honor him. It gave me more time to work on my, my physical appearance. Um, and so I became physically healthy. Not only that, I became mentally healthy, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't, I wasn't working for the things that I owned, right? You know, because I, either I sold them off, paid them off, whatever, right? Um, uh, and another thing, I became spiritually healthy. Uh, Levick in, in the comments he said shout out to the book of E Classic because I said there's nothing new under the sun uh, uh, sound like a bible uh, believer um, I'm a man of faith I'm a husband I'm a father and those things are important again I lost my dad to a master stroke and so I'm trying to do my best to work on my health um, you know physically work on my mental health uh, being an entrepreneur being a father being a husband uh, and, and then also spiritually making sure that we in the word, right? Because yes. the word never returns back void. void. And, and God has mm-hmm. been so good. If I can leave lasting words uh, to everyone on this, on this web uh, cast to, uh, tonight, this evening, is Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6. 
It is impossible. It is impossible to please God without faith. Come on now. It's impossible to please God without faith. I don't know who that's for, but it's, some, it's for somebody on this call. Take the step. Start that business. Write that idea in your head on paper. Develop your pitch on those index cards. Get in the mirror. Say that thing. 30 seconds, 60 seconds, two minutes. And go tell your circle. Go tell your friends. Go tell some strangers. But it's not about what you see. It's about what you desire to see. That's it. I appreciate the opportunity to be before um, in the, the audience tonight. Uh, and thank you for the invitation. Gotcha. I'm happy to share my story. Man, I just I thank you for being on. I know we were, I was on the plane just thinking about what I you know what the show was going to be about because Abby texts me. Um, if you know me, I'm I'm, I'm got to think about the show idea, right? And I was just thinking about debt. I had some some videos that I was going to show and kind of walk through some scenarios and just go through it. But I, I'm really glad that um, you know it was put in my spirit to give you a call. Literally, I was trying to get the internet up right before we took off to even text you and stuff. Um, so I definitely appreciate you, Kylie. And um, man, I thank you for your friendship, um, for you and your wife, man. And um, yeah, we got we got big things to do going forward. So this is just the beginning. So we got to make it happen. Amen. And thank you for benediction. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it is it is Wednesday. We got to have church, right? I have Bible study. Thank <laughs> you so much for benediction. And I, I absolutely um, I hope you guys really um, I know I got a lot and um, I'm excited um, to to link with you and know that, guys, everyone that we bring in into this show is so you guys can actually create and build your network. This is a network. Your net worth is your network. So start linking up with these people as um, as we bring them into the stage. Hey, Kylie, God bless you, your family, your wife, your children. Um, and I always believe that, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business, right, our business is our um, is our ministry. So um, I truly believe that um, spend that will um, will help a lot of people. And um, yeah. definitely excited of sending some people, some of our clients that's been that I've been doing these budgets. <laughs> Send them over, huh? I need to. Um, I have listen. You should. I should. Y'all should have seen how much I was on my phone. <laughs> the, the budget that we went over last week. Yeah. Just go, go to spend that. Go go go. Just spend that. That's it. And we won't have to worry about this. Okay. All right, now. I love this. I love this. Thank you again, um, Kylie. Thank you again, um, Chris, for bringing Kylie in. Yep. And thank you guys for showing up um, tonight. We will definitely see you guys um, next week. And let's do it. Um, let's do it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for showing up on the episode of Redline. I'm Abby Joseph. I'm Christopher Bush. And you have Kylie. Oh, I'm Kylie. I messed it up. My bad. My bad. You got to get the, you gotta get the flow. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's okay, Kylie. Welcome, welcome. Kylie's a cousin now. So you yeah. guys make sure you guys give your shout out to Kylan. Share this um share this video and we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye. Yeah.